What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And man, I think I pulled my hamstring. We're here with episode 144. Where we're going to be talking about should you be buying games physically or digitally, but with our special guest, Twofer. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. I thought we said you weren't going to pick up your microphone anymore. Well, too bad. I'm a rebel. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. How you doing? I'm all right. My hamstring. What did you do to your hamstring? I don't know. Oh, goodness. Uh, so, yeah, a uh, little bit of an announcement. A little bit of an announcement. Uh, we're taking... <laughs> We're taking uh, next week off. We're not going to have a game's groceries for next week. Uh, we're very tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we just released the latest Evolt video. It's going to be about, it was, it is about Skate 4. Mm-hmm. Just dropped. Uh, but we're tired. <laughs> yeah. Basically it. So there's not going to be a game's groceries next, next week. There's not going to be a game's groceries next week. There's not going to be a what's the biz. We're not even going to write the script or start filming for the next Evolt video. Uh, we're just taking next week, just, um, you know, regroup, pretty much regroup and uh, kind of resize what we want to do with Evolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about it in What's the Biz, but we're going to reformat it to more of like coffee games. If you're yeah. a fan of this channel, um, the coffee games, it was good. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to see what we can do with that. But uh, Liz, how else are you doing? I'm all right. Cool. I left work early today. You did? Yeah. That's bleh. Yeah, it wasn't for good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here now. But we're here now. So why don't we get the show started? Yeah. But I just wanted to let you know, like, no episode next week. Just letting you know. Yeah. But, you know, before we get the show started, uh, we want to remind everybody, um, we're on social media. We're on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Games of Groceries, all one where we can see uh, some pictures I'll put up uh, whenever I feel like. Maybe in the next week I'll take a little break and I'll share some more images. But you can also uh, answer the questions I'll ask about on the show. Wow. Be part of the conversation. Uh, you can uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I will share a question about the particular subject that we're going to be sharing on the very uh, topic of the show. Cool. And you can give your answers and we'll read them on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, join the Discord, the Games Groceries Discord. The link is down below. We got two for on there. We got Commander Nikki. We got uh, we, we got Andrew Orsi. We got Game Simp. We got that Mike Fury action. Uh, check it out. Join the Discord. Have a good time. Uh, hang out with us over there. And uh, if you haven't just yet, if you watch this on YouTube, subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you know when all these episodes come out. That's cool. Nice. Mwah. Kiss. Uh, and also leave us a review of where you listen to your podcast. So with all that said and done, it's time to go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched the past week, whether we have Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Uh, here on the Games Groceries Podcast, we have a five-point rating scale about movies. We started avoid at all costs. Eh, pass enjoyable solid and perfect for us uh so this week's movie is actually found on hbo max it's a uh day one release it's found in theaters or hbo max uh we saw it on hbo max we're not going to theaters just yet uh it's a little movie called uh, godzilla versus kong hooray so uh with our five point scale lizzie what did you give it and we'll explain why i give it a solid solid 
Um, I gave it a solid because I don't really know why exactly. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Um, and something, because I was going to give it an enjoyable. Yes. But then something that you pointed out mm-hmm. was that, because I said, I'm like, you know, it really stinks because like we've only seen like one other movie in this series. We don't really, we, mm-hmm. we're not like fans of the series that we watched all of them. And, um, but you would point out, you're like, yeah, but that's like a good thing that like you were able to enjoy it and follow it, even though we haven't seen anything. So yeah. that kind of bumped it up to a solid for me where it's like, yeah, they didn't really make it so that I didn't understand anything. So that was nice. Yeah, it's a good preference to make that we're not really fans of the monster verse. I guess you can say we we've only seen uh, we we really only watched uh, King of Monsters. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so I also gave it solid for that reason is that you don't really need to be a fan of the series to really get this. Mm-hmm. So you probably do get a lot more enjoyment if you were a fan. Yeah. But if you're not, you can just go into this movie kind of cold and be like. Yeah. If you know who King Kong is, you don't you know who Godzilla is. You, you, yeah. you have a good time regardless. So that's yeah. why we gave it solid. That's I mean, even the Godzilla movie that we had watched, yes. we saw cold because one of our students wanted to see it. Yeah. We're like, uh, OK. And even then I didn't feel lost. I really enjoyed it. And yeah. both times I'm like, man, I need to watch these movies. I know. <laughs> Uh, so going into my first note, though, that one major greatness about the intro of this movie, the introduction, mm-hmm. is that you see the monsters. You see them. Yeah. Like, very first thing, you see God, uh, you, well, first scene was uh, King Kong. Yes. You see him, you see his strength. Yeah. Right? And you get to see a little story going on there. And then right after, you see Godzilla, and you see his power, his strength. So very, like, really great introduction is that... You see them, mm-hmm. you see their power, you know what the movie's called. It's yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Okay, let's weight these two classes up and see who's going to be the winning edge here, mm-hmm. which team you're going to be on. And uh, yeah, that was a great introduction to the movie. It was a yeah. great buildup. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Not really. I didn't think much of the beginning of the movie. Okay. Um, I was just trying to figure out why they were fighting each other. Oh, uh... I don't want to spoil it, but there is a reason. Yeah. That they did say. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they, they did. did. They yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. And now, now the other thing is that uh, we're talking about story here. Uh, the story is very much uh, rooted into conspiracy theories and are we getting the whole truth? Very Illuminati-esque. And there is some stories about the lore of these two characters. Mm-hmm. When you're really here just to see King Kong and Godzilla fight. Yeah. However... I don't say that in a way of just like, oh, come on, we just give us what we really want. It was just there that you're expecting yeah. a Kong Godzilla fight. And at the same time, you're still getting a story that's cohesive. And it's like, yeah, you know what you're here for. But why are we here? And I really liked it because they it was kind of like just watching a Godzilla movie and a King Kong movie. Yeah. Like in certain scenes, it was like. This, that's the Godzilla movie. And the other scenes, it was like, all right, this is a King Kong movie. Yes. And then there were those few moments where they did come together. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's the thing is that it, it gave you a story because you even said, why are they even fighting? They did say why. Yeah, they mentioned it. And that's the thing is that it doesn't just say, oh, uh, big lizard and big monkey fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it gives reason behind it. Yeah. And in the end, it did what it needed to do. It's a great action mm-hmm. movie. It's a fun, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. That's really what it was. And it, and it's, um, 
it, it has a story to bring meaning. I was like, what did I write? <laughs> it's a story that brings meaning behind it. And at the same time, it's it's just the right length of movie that it doesn't really overstay its welcome. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. It With, was yeah. a little, it was like a couple minutes too long for I me. I agree. Yeah. But not not overall where I was like, oh my gosh. Exactly. Is it going to end soon? Yeah. It's an hour 53, but without credits, an hour 43. Um, and if really, like you said, like maybe if it was an hour and a half, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple minutes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. By the end, you're just like, are we done yet? But (laughs) is this over? But if you really go into it, not really expecting a full fledged action movie, you're not really expecting a lot. It's a solid movie, but if you're really nitpicking it, I would still give it an an enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. It's it is what it is. What is the title? Godzilla versus Kong. Bam. That's it. That's it. It it it, it is what it is. It knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And it the the majority of the movie is Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's that. Uh, but I very much enjoyed it. I gave it solid because only because not it's a it's a fantastic film. Everybody should see it. I gave it solid because it knows what it is and it is what it is. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Any other thoughts on it? No, not really. I think we kind of it was. It's a pretty basic movie, so there's yeah. not like a ton to say about it. It's not a ton. I enjoyed my time. Yeah, I, like my, my. It's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. My my coworker friend, he said he loved it. He likes a lot of movies, but yeah, I wouldn't say I loved it. I just yeah, yeah. we enjoyed it. Yeah, it's great. Would I watch it again? Would I watch it again? Maybe actually, I would maybe watch it again, especially yeah. if it, like I like like I said, this movie and even the last Godzilla movie. Both made me want to watch these series. Yeah. So I would definitely watch it again if I was rewatching the series. Yeah, I would watch it again. Yeah. Uh, so, again, that's our thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong. You can find it on HBO Max or in theaters. Uh, but, yeah, you know, watch it in your own home with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, with all that said and done, why don't we just move on to some video game news with yeah. our second segment? Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past. We would like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? Oh, my goodness. What's going on here? What is going on? I don't know. Somebody tell me. You're supposed to tell us. That's right. It's my job. Uh, Yeah. So the top three gaming news, everybody. Uh, There's some pieces of gaming news, mostly about retro news. But yeah, yeah, but there's one (laughs) that we keep coming back to. (laughs) And... uh, uh, let's just go ahead and talk about it. It's about CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, no. That was harmonized. Yeah. That was, was. nice. Uh, that was not planned. No, it was not. Um, yeah, so CD Projekt Red is now saying that, oh, we're ever so close. Uh, it's just so slightly close to getting back on the PSN store. Oh, but, oh. It's, but it's Sony's call. Oh. But, yeah. Well, how so- they put it off on Sony. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> if you don't know the news, if you haven't seen our show before, or if you haven't watched the gaming industry in the past yeah. few months, uh, CD Projekt Red put out Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077 was a disaster of a launch. Mm-hmm. For some reason, worse than Anthem because it was taken off the PSN store. It was taken yeah. off PlayStation Network. You could not buy it digitally on PlayStation. I believe for Xbox for a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But I know for a fact for the PSN. Yeah. It's still not on there. Yeah. What I say worse than Anthem is that Anthem, I thought, was a much more disastrous uh, launch, in my opinion. But PlayStation thought differently. 
took it off, said it was not playable at all. And since then, the game has had various different patches. Mm -hmm. One of the patches being breaking the game even more, introducing more bugs. Yeah. So that was great. And now they've done a real big overhaul here. Mm -hmm. And this is where this quote comes in, where uh, CD Projekt Red representative says, oh, I I forget which one. Whatever. Here's the quote. (laughs) However... The final, this is after him saying, by the way, like, oh, we, we put in all these patches. It's so cool now. <laughs> um, he says, however, the final decision you have to understand belongs to Sony. We do believe we're cl- closer than further, but of course, the final call is theirs. So let's wait and see. It's just like that quote right like, there. Seriously, like it can't like I know like PlayStation can sometimes be an easy way of saying like, well, it is their call. Because they're picky. But at the same time, like, no, you put out a broken game that breaks itself. It's so dumb. Like, why would they want that on their console? Like, no. It's such a weird, messed up quote by them saying, like, well, well, we've done our part. Come on, Sony. Don't you recognize it? They're just passing the blame. And it's just sad. It, It really is just like, oh, oh, come on uh anchor podcast who who does our podcast oh come on we put in so much work we get so many different guests it's really anchors call to put us on the featured list which it is but to put out a statement like that like it did earlier these podcasts (laughs) uh but for put out a statement like that like to really call somebody out because they're not putting you on their Mm -hmm. store that it, it's such a weird baby-like move. It is, and it's like for such big companies. Like you saying that about Anchor One, we're a small podcast, and you said it as a joke. I really did. I said it like as a joke, it, yeah. and you made it funny. It became a thing. But for them, it's like you're a big company. You're a professional, like a big professional game. Yeah. And you're talking about Sony. Yeah. Don't need to explain that one. Eh. And you're just like, oh, but it's it's their fault. Exactly. Where, you so, know, it's you know, it's on them. So. What? It's weird. It's a dumb quote, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know of anybody who's really enjoying this game still, but who knows? I I really hope that this game actually does get fixed, but a lot of people don't have a lot of hope. But what do you think? Leave your thoughts in the comments down below. I want to hear from you. Are you enjoying uh, Cyberpunk 2077? If you are good for you, good for you. Honestly, you you got for you. (laughs) Like you, you got your money's worth. Yeah. Awesome. I just no. <laughs> I haven't seen the money being worth it yet. So that that's the n- number three gaming news. But let's move on to number two, which is about Xbox. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> wow, we're doing great. We're do- we are doing great. Uh, so Xbox is actually giving retro games a new platform and a new chance, unlike our friends over at PlayStation. Oh. Okay. So there is a lot of hate because <laughs> that's going to be the whole topic of our discussion. Uh, PlayStation has actually uh, this is kind of a side story here. PlayStation actually shut down. That's a nice picture, isn't it? I'm just looking at the different games. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so PlayStation actually shut down PS3, PS Vita and PSP stores, all the digital stores, and they're gone now. Uh, a lot of the developers for Vita games were not told about this. Mm. They were blindsided, and they said, "Yeah, we're shutting the stores down. Bye bye." Yeah. So all these uh, different games, uh, they were 
they were kind of uh, disappearing. Yeah. In fact, on the second episode of Strange Cats, which is coming out uh, a couple days from now, if not today or tomorrow or Wednesday, it's coming out soon. One of these days. <laughs> One of these days. Strange Cats 2, uh, we discussed that Life is Strange on the PS3 was digital only. Huh. So with the PS3 store shutting down, uh, there goes Life is Strange for the PS3. That's Bye-bye. unfortunate. Yeah. It just goes... <laughs> Uh, and Nintendo took away 3D Mario 3D All-Stars and Mario 35. Mm-hmm. So all of these gaming history things are just disappearing from digital storefronts. Yeah. Xbox, on the other hand, took a different route. And this is the number two gaming story. Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer put out and Xbox put out saying that retro games, old retro games, are actually getting a new light in cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. So on xCloud, streaming on your phone, you're going to get all these different older games uh, and you see the games right here, too. Uh, we see uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Cameo, Gears of War series, Jetpack, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Viva Pinata, and all these different things are actually going to be more accessible uh, due to uh, X-Club. Mm-hmm. So I want to read this quote right here that says, uh, <laughs> official Xbox Twitter said this and actually took a jab. As time goes on, it becomes more important than ever to ensure gaming icons and classics are preserved for new and old players alike. Whether your first time playing Morrowind is from 2002 on your Xbox or 2021 on your phone, we're excited to share these experiences with you. So it says, like, as time goes on, mm-hmm. a lot of it, a lot of people are interpreting that to be a jab at PlayStation Nintendo, yeah. saying like this is more important than ever. Yeah. <laughs> To actually put, you know, yeah. game preservation on the forefront here. Yeah. So this is great. It, it, it It's still a digital front. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to say that we're preserving games in a digital front. However, mm-hmm. the same uh, quote goes that you know, they are pointing out that the only other way is to get old consoles, plug them into an old yeah. TV, yeah. get the actual physical game and put it in. Whereas yeah. this... Uh, it's yeah. not it's not physical but it is more accessible yeah and and i think and i was planning on bringing this up later as well but i think it has to do with what you consider to be game preservation yeah is it preserving the physical copy or is it making or is it being able to share it with the younger generation yeah because those are two different things this is being able to share it with the younger generation mm-hmm. like yeah you can keep your physical copy and cherish it and keep it preserved and playable yeah you know, I don't know. It just it just depends on how you think about it, and I think this is a great way to do it. I I agree. So, uh, yeah, I I think this is maybe not the answer for a lot of people, but it mm-hmm. just it just makes everything accessible. Yeah, it's right there. Like, and the other thing that I thought of was that it's kind of like Disney Plus, where it's yeah. like you have access to all of the movies you grew up with, mm-hmm. and just like you have all you access to all the games you grew up with without having to have a VHS or yes. a cartridge and mm-hmm. a VHS player or, you know, an N64. Yeah. You know, things like that. So go to new Xbox. You're doing great things. Yeah. Xbox fanboy all the way. So uh, that brings us to our number one gaming news about preservation and about retro games. Uh, there was a record broken. There was a record broken as we're recording this today. Where's my mouse? There it is. Uh, there was... The most expensive game ever sold, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was a original Super Mario Brothers uh, sealed copy 
that was sold for six hundred and uh, six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I could use that money. But, but, but apparently, they they put it on this one, uh, and this is actually the, the groundbreaking, record-breaking, most expensive mm-hmm. game ever. Let's put it in perspective here: is that the most previous mm-hmm. <laughs> most expensive game was sold back in November of last year. Back in November, a sealed copy of Super Mario Three was sold for a hundred fifty-six thousand dollars. Wow, one hundred fifty-six thousand was the previous record. Yeah, this was sold for $660,000. That's a lot of money. Most importantly, this is actually the oldest sealed copy that Heritage has ever sold. Wow. Ever. This is the oldest shrink wrap copy. Wow. So I want to read this uh, quote from the article. Every single article is linked down below. But I want to read this copy because it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, saying, the seller of this sealed copy who asked to remain anonymous publicly, told Heritage that the game was purchased as a Christmas gift in 1985 before sitting untouched at the bottom of a desk drawer for 35 years before being discovered. It stayed at the bottom of my office desk this whole time since the day I bought it, the seller told Heritage. I never thought anything about it. Wow. So the other interesting point is that uh, Heritage has pointed out that... Games like this that are uh, this type, uh, mm-hmm. shrink wrapped with the hang hook, right, yeah. are now in the single digits in all of America. Oh, I bet. Right? In the world, actually. I bet. So this is a rare find, and it was just sitting in a desk And it was drawer. just because he never got around to playing it. Never got it around to playing it. It was a mistake. It wasn't like someone bought it and was like, this is going to be worth money one day, like we yeah. all did with our beanie babies. Yep. It, he, he, he was just like, oh, I forgot I had that. Yeah. <laughs> he forgot he had it, got it uh, estimated for how much it was worth, and they uh, it was a 9.4 on the scale of preservation. It got an A+. plus. <laughs> yeah, it had the hang tab. Yeah, it had everything. The code, er- everything. It was shrink-wrapped. So mm-hmm. it was an unsealed, untouched copy of the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES... And it sold for $660,000. Just smothered the old record. Yeah. So it really goes into game preservation in terms of physical copy. Mm -hmm. Because this is a part of gaming history. Yeah. That we get to see the sealed copy. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you agree with it or not, it's one, someone bought it. So (laughs) it's worth something to them. It's worth something to them. Uh, If you had that kind of money, bet you would do the same thing. So. It is what it is. Uh, would I? Okay, maybe not. But uh, I think I would buy a sealed copy of Jet Set Radio Future. That's just me. But why? Well, because I love that game. Okay. <laughs> and, but that's the thing. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? I I don't really... I, I can never imagine spending that much money on a video game. Yeah. Especially one that you're certainly never going to play. Oh, no, 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 that's no. That's just going to stay there. But that's just my idea with collectibles. I don't collect things. Yeah, we're not really collectors, which is what we're going to talk about uh, with yeah. Twofer. But yeah, it's just really interesting. And, and it goes into gaming history. Now, yeah. now, this is the, and this is why it's the number one gaming news because this is a video game record. This is a video game history record that the most expensive game is now a sealed copy of mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers for the NES sold for $660,000. Yeah. 
That is the value of video games. It is not worthless. And uh, look in your desk drawers. Maybe there's something yeah, of, right? of value in there. Uh, not much more to say there. It's just a very interesting thing that just broke out. So um, this is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, look in your desk drawers or just buy a game and forget about it. See what yeah. happens. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that brings us to our final subject. What do you think? I think so. So uh, if you don't know, Twofer is a longtime commenter, <laughs> I guess long time, uh, long time commenter for the show. He has his own channel. It's uh, Twofer. Uh, we will link it in the description down below. He's got a few videos up, so we're going to uh, pester him until he gets a new video up. But we're going to be talking about game preservation. Should we only be buying physical games? And uh, why don't we just do that? Let's just bring him on. Let's bring our buddy, uh, Twofer. Alrighty, buddy, we are back with our special friend, the king of our Discord. Maybe that's not that. We may have insulted some people in our Discord. <laughs> it's Twofer! Anthony, Hello. how you doing? Wonderful. Yeah. Tired. Sure. Yeah, it's uh it's a beautiful day to be uh, to be alive here in 2021. It's uh oh, yeah. gorgeous. Love it. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Twofer, you're on the show. Uh, you, yeah. you, you made it. You, you made it to the big time, I Woo-hoo. guess. Uh, big oh time. Gosh, of... We're the big time. <laughs> it's just, just like, I mean, it's, it's all down here. I'm pretty nervous right now. So, you know. Oh, you're good, man. Like, uh, I, I, I we're like to... just like you. We're just like you. I put my pants two legs at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Two, two legs. He uh, just like jumps into them. Were you ever okay? A uh, little side note: I I imagine you're a fan of American Dad. I I can tell that. Sort of. Not no, really. I hate that show. Oh, I dang hate it. it. <laughs> um, uh, what was there was one episode though where uh he meant like my my morning jacket, the band My Morning Jacket, mm-hmm. and the guy. I'm not as big of a fan anymore, but the American Dad. You know, yeah. he meets the guy. And he just says, like, I'm just like you. I put my pants one leg at a time. And it was just birds that carried the pants to him. And then he put it <laughs> one leg at a time. <laughs> I was like, nice. But I don't watch it really much anymore. Uh, okay. We should. We sh- show's on. Hi, everybody. Games and Groceries here. Uh, so you're here. Anthony, you're here. Twofer, you're here. We're going to call you Anthony. Everybody here. Everybody here. Uh, Anthony Twofer. Anthony Tufer, and and uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about should we be buying games more physically? Uh, Anthony, I wanted to bring you on because you are yourself a game collector. I can see some of your shelf right behind you there. You do collect your hard <laughs> copies. You like your physicals. You you like your uh, Leslie Nopes, as I can see up there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I just want to talk about this and let's first define the subject of of what we're talking about and why are we seeing this sort of shift from, you know, buying games digitally into buying games physically. You mm-hmm. know, we used to buy it only physically for a while, but buying digitally, it was like, ah, you know. yeah, now we saw this kind of shift from physical to digital. Mm-hmm. Why do we see that? And uh, Anthony, I want to bring it to you. What, what are your thoughts on this subject? Well, it's definitely just a, uh industry evolving making it more accessible you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people you know the publishers trying to save some money any way they can too i can see and uh i know game pass and playstation now that's probably got a lot to do with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the digital uh burst i guess yeah yeah no i i agree is that uh i like what you said there it's more accessible yeah uh because i cannot stress enough 
how much now that if I have to come up from my couch and put in a disc into my console, it's like the worst thing that happened to me. I don't even watch our DVDs for that reason. I'm just like, then I have to turn the PlayStation on and then I have to go get the DVD out. I have to get our giant binder. Yeah. (laughs) I have to get our giant, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. I have to get our giant binder out, flip through all the pages, Mm -hmm. put it in. Then I have to figure out how to work the DVD component of the PlayStation. But it's a lot more accessible if we just... Just... Press and play. Exactly. Yeah. But prior to all this, was that really that big of a hassle? It wasn't. Now now that it's all digital, it just seems like, oh, that's just too much work. Yeah. Because it never seemed like that much work to me to begin with. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. (laughs) And I agree. And especially, um, I know you're also a music lover, too. And now we mostly, like, stream our music. And you're also an avid collector of CDs. If you you haven't followed Tufer on Instagram, first of all, what's wrong with you? Go follow Tufer on Instagram. Uh, you're not following Tufer on Instagram? Lizzie, no. My phone won't unlock. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> um, it's not that interesting. I, I hardly post on there. Oh, pfft. I'm on here as a super that's fan. That's okay. Mine is only like <laughs> all folky pictures. Yeah. But that's the Primarily. thing is that like uh, we even stream music now. And it's just like it, it's a lot you know, that little bit of ease. And I feel like the, the digital age is just shifting because we want things instantly. It's an American mm-hmm. culture. We want things right now, instantly. Uh, Liz, I want to hear your thoughts. Why are we seeing this shift from physical to digital? What are your thoughts? I think part of it definitely is just the times like, oh, it's available. And also like you don't have, especially like this past year, it's like, oh, I don't have to go to the store. Mm-hmm. I don't have to interact with people. Yes. But I think another (laughs) part of it before this whole pandemic thing happened is that they are mildly cheaper buying them digitally. And Mm -hmm. for people who aren't huge collectors and just want to play a game to play a game. Yeah. It's a cheaper option because video games are getting a lot more expensive these Mm -hmm. days. Like we talked about this on the the podcast before, how expensive games are getting and they're cheaper when you buy them digitally. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why originally I remember even when we first started or when we first got married, you were starting to order them on Amazon because you got certain discounts. And yeah. You could get them. Oh, yeah. Cheaper. My Amazon discount. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So it's like these days it's a matter of how much money you can save mm-hmm. buying it digitally as opposed to physically. If you have no purpose for mm-hmm. it to be physical, then why buy it? Exactly. You know? I agree with that. Uh, just recently, I bought for the first time Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and I felt so guilty of buying it digitally instead of getting it physically, only for the mere uh, reason that it was cheaper digitally. And I was like, yeah. oh, but... Uh. That proves my point exactly. Yeah. And Nintendo games are almost never on sale. I think I picked that up, too, for like five bucks. Wow. They had wow. a sale on the eShop for it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's that, like, like you said, it never goes on sale. Mm-hmm. Well, Mario Plus Rabbits always, eh, you see it on sale, but that's one of the only Nintendo games you'll see on mm-hmm. sale yes. more, more often. I've never seen Mario Kart on sale lower than like 50, mm-hmm. maybe maybe like 45, but they they, they do not budge. So whenever that's I see crazy. it on a, it, it is like, <laughs> it, I mean, it goes into kind of their, um, kind of their mentality of uh, creating FOMO. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing is that we're seeing this shift because we're seeing digital prices. We're seeing a shift into the market. We're seeing mm-hmm. that shift of American culture instant. Now, what? Now, digital is right there. Yeah. And for my opinion, I would say 
especially right now in the pandemic. Yeah. Like you said, even before the pandemic, this was a thing. But right now, it, you don't really want to go into stores right yeah. now. And like, uh, it's a lot safer yeah. to buy it digitally. When the pandemic first started, we were all going into quarantine. You actually had a video game that was coming in. You mm-hmm. were getting it day one release. You're picking it up. It was Animal Crossing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Animal, yeah, it was Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah. You were picking up from our local store. And when everything went into lockdown, we're like, oh, my gosh, is the store going to be open? Are we even going to be able to get our game? Yeah. And it was like they had to figure out this whole special like pickup for everyone who had a pre-order. Yeah. And <laughs> so that's where like this whole like buying digitally is a lot yeah. safer during this time because you don't have to worry about the store potentially having to close because someone in the store spread COVID around it. And now they need to close everything. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird time, and I think that's why digital became a lot more safer mm-hmm. and a lot more comfortable for people to just buy digital. Yeah. And if it wasn't already shifted at that point, I think this time period right yeah. now really kind of shifted into mm-hmm. that. Now, I want to talk about another different shift here, okay? Uh, I think the reason—I think the reason—the reason why I picked this subject also— is because we did see another shift that kind of clicked in people's mind that digital isn't always safe. Game preservation. Mm-hmm. Just recently, the PS3, Vita, the PSP stores shut down. Yeah. We, we talked about that. Um, uh, Nintendo took away Mario 3D All-Stars from the digital stores. Boom. Gone. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Uh, and now we're talking about <laughs> game preservation here, right? Now, when we talk about this, the argument that by buying physical is game preservation. Once you buy a digital, it could go away in an instant. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that. Now, why is digital not the answer for preservation? We talked about it a little bit with Xboxes, like going on yeah. uh, retro onto the X Cloud. But, you know, really in our opinions, and I want to ask Collector Twofer over here, Collector Anthony, why, in your personal opinion, why do you think digital is not the answer for game preservation? What do you think? Well, it's, you're relying on a greedy corporation pretty much to hold the future of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're waiting for Mario Kart 64 to come to an, the Switch Online program, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. they got the NES and the SNES games on there. Yes. I think they're going to add like 64 on GameCube games eventually. Mm-hmm. But if they don't ever do that, the only way to play Mario 64 mm-hmm. is to buy a cart and a Nintendo mm-hmm. 64. Yeah. Yeah. And you just it's more like do you want to wait however long mm-hmm. and you know kind of hope for them to do something like that. Yeah. And I don't think like they're not going to release every single game that you want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing even if you look on the S- uh, NES and SNES there's like a there's like a handful of games that you really want to play but most of them and I know we're talking about game preservation we're talking about all retro games matter but let, let's face it now most of the games are kind of trash. <laughs> They're just kind of like, oh, it, just to fill in the spots here. But and then little tiny gems in, in underneath. And like you said, even if they put in the N64 and GameCube ones, who knows? But yeah, with buying physical, you get to control what's in your collection, mm-hmm. not some corporation that tells you and not some corporation that tells you what you can play and now what you can't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already explained enough how much I can't stand when Game Pass, like it just takes away the game. And it's like, yeah, oh, it's so annoying. It, it is. It's so annoying until, you know, Microsoft inevitably buys all the yeah, right. <laughs> games industry. <laughs> it's now going to be the new Tencent, you know, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft just buys everybody. Um 
Yeah, Liz, what do you think? Why why do you think the digital front is not the answer for game preservation? I think, I mean, kind of like what you just said, it's they can take away whenever they want mm-hmm. because, you know, and we are lucky. My dad kept all kept our old consoles mm-hmm. and all of our old games. So we actually get to have them and we can show them to our kids and the younger generation. Yeah. But there are people who treated their systems like trash because they were 10 and break things mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. And so you don't always have those. And I think, you know, digital copy, it can just be taken away. But mm-hmm. when you have that physical, when you're able to keep it, whether it's preserved or not, you have it. It's yours. Yeah. And you can show right. it to the younger generation because you have it. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. accessing it on a new console. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially now with the PS3 store shutting down, I think that just kind of clicked in me of mm-hmm. like, wow, I really want to build up a, a game collection. And uh, Twofer, in uh, in your videos on your channel that uh, also you need to make a new YouTube video. I'm just <laughs> putting this out there. Uh, but whenever I saw your videos, I saw your collection in the background and it's just a nice looking aesthetic collection mm-hmm. that you've built up. And Okay, little bonus quest. I didn't. I didn't give you this. <laughs> I didn't give you this question. So what are you I, doing, dude? I'm already nervous enough. All, all the out of the <laughs> sleeve question here. Um, and we're nice. gonna be talking about this. Oh, did I spit on you? Yeah. <laughs> I spit Not a on lot. you. It was just a teeny bit. But a little out of the sleeve question for you. Uh, do you just? And we're gonna talk about this in another topic. But do you just buy games just to buy the games physically? But or do you have like a purpose behind your collection? I don't buy like fodder stuff. Like I'm not looking to complete a collection, so I won't go out and just buy anything mm. I don't have. Yeah. If, if a game, like even if a game has awesome box art, mm-hmm. that's enough reason for me to want to buy it. Fair. Um, mm. But every game that is in my collection is a game that I played, mm-hmm. I want, mm-hmm. or is just extremely interesting to me. So like I don't have a bunch of NBA 2K games just stacked <laughs> up. No, I have one NBA 2K game. Yeah, um, but it, it's a more of a personal collection. I'm not trying to like, you know, just make it an extravagant, huge collection because mm-hmm. then it gets, it gets to be too much, and then I just have a bunch of stuff that I really don't want. Exactly, and uh, that even goes into minimalism. Is that yeah? The whole point of minimalism is to only have the things yeah. that you personally value. Yeah, and every time I see uh your collection, like in the background of your Instagram, which I'll link down below, um or even like on your videos, it's aesthetic. It's, it's pleasing. It mm-hmm. looks like it's a collection with purpose, you know? Yeah. And now you. it, you're welcome. It's, it's a compliment yeah. that that's, I mean, that's a good plan to have other. That's how, you know, not doing that is how we ended up getting rid of like a hundred movies because yeah. we were like, we want a movie collection. <laughs> so we bought all the movies. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, I just want to, watch the movie so i'll buy it <laughs> just like <laughs> it was an unwise choice yeah yeah uh, and and that's the thing it even goes into video games is that yeah uh it, it's a it's a cherishment into history mm-hmm. and to have that physical i'm starting to rethink like buying games physically and just building up a small collection yeah it's just a stuff i value mm-hmm. one of them being which i'm still looking for to this day is a physical copy of Jet Set Radio Future. Not the little one that came with the Xbox where it has Sega GT 2002. No, no, no retro game store. And you have it, don't you, Twofer? Uh, he does have it. He's probably. Gonna... I'm not going to show you. 
<laughs> it's just like you know the one make you jealous. <laughs> um, that's an excellent game, though, dude. It's so fun. It's the game that got me into, like, really got me into video games. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I played it as a kid, but then, like, it was Jet Set Radio Future, and I was like, oh. I uh, I like video games. <laughs> it's just like also also girls. Sure, why not? Yeah, fine. But also, Jedi Set Radio Future. Um, so it's it's just fun. That's the other thing. It's fun hunting down, going to retro gaming stores, going mm-hmm. to retro events, and just hunting for that certain yeah. game. It's really good. My phone didn't vibrate. It was your phone. No, my phone's on silent. So anyways, so the last question I want to ask before we go into social media answers, which you're usually in, but you're in on the show. Ah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be. I should have uh, left one. You should have just yeah, left right? one you just to just like throw off the scent. But <laughs> <laughs> <The> no. <laughs> um, I want to ask, uh, there's a lot, and especially in the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, the Wii generation. Uh, a lot of indies found their spot, their spotlight through the digital marketplace. The biggest one that I can think of is Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. and that that was a game that actually you know took the took the reins. Or, or even talking about Stardew Valley, that also got a physical release, but you know we're talking about digital releases. Indies like yeah. get their spotlight on the digital store, yeah. right? Should we then never say that a digital game is history or? Should we always strive to get these digital indies physically, or should we never say that you know digital is <clears throat> bad? Okay, rephrase. Should we always say that digital is bad? Uh, Tufer, if you know what I'm saying, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you just gave me like a headache, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, absolutely yeah. not. Digital is is awesome, especially for. Uh, small indie uh, mm-hmm. development teams that can't really afford publishing, you know. Mm-hmm. And even with Game Pass, I know Game Pass works, yeah, a lot with indies, and they make a lot of money just off of you know allowing their game to be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're also, if you know about limited run games, they're always yes. releasing like small indie games, and mm-hmm. that's just another way to preserve you know physical copies. Yeah. And I absolutely love limited run games. I don't have a lot from there because. Mm-hmm. They're a little pricey because normally yeah. I already own the indie games. I don't want to get a physical copy too, but yeah. some yeah. games I do end up doing that for. Yeah, we had them on the show earlier in mm-hmm. our, but it's it's so tough. Really? Yeah, I want to get them back on, but like the tough thing is, and I respect them for this. Oh yeah, uh, is that they only do like podcast interviews during during their work hours. We also work during, during work, work hours, hours so. <laughs> So um, it'll have it would have to be like perfect scheduling yeah. and yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, just not how our lives are right now. But they're great people. They're so <laughs> oh, fun, yeah, and you yeah. can tell their passion. Speaking about limited run games, is that they're super passionate about the games that they work with, mm-hmm. and that they want to work with the developers. They want to work with the people, and just not just put out a clunky product, but actually memorialize it mm-hmm. and to make it that, uh, which is what we're talking about. Digital isn't bad, but. Yeah. You know, let's take the time to memorialize it with games like with game companies like Limit Run Games. And there's another yeah. one, Super Rare. Super Rare Games does mm. this too. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not as, you know, prominent because they're super rare. Oh, goodness. Uh, that's, Liz, what do you think? I absolutely think digital games can be history. Like you said, Super Meat Boy. Yes. Like, that's part of it. And I think it stinks mm-hmm. that they are only digital because that falls on the console to be like yeah you can be on this like 
it can be taken away at any time. And that's mm-hmm. the unfortunate part is that it can be part of history, but you might not be able to play it in the future. Yeah. Because it's just not going to be available. Um, so that's like the unfortunate part that it's still part of history, but it can't be preserved. Exactly. It, it, it is part of history. It is uh, something that we need to like work on. But like you, what, what you said too, for a lot of these indies don't have the money for publishing, don't have the money to mass produce their games. And especially if you're going to put it on the switch, you're looking for the dog, aren't you? <laughs> He's laying on the floor <laughs> under his blanket. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I just like I'm like there's a loose Floki somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's the thing is that with the switch cartridge, there's a switch price. You know, that cartridge costs more money than Mm -hmm. a disc. And, you know, we shouldn't be faulting indie developers for not being memorialized in physical copies. But we should be rewarding companies by uh, supporting uh, people like limited run games are super rare, you know, Uh, and and I think a lot of uh, indie developers do end up getting memorialized if their if their sales are enough. A lot of publishers yeah. will reach out to them. Yeah. So it's just weird where you do want to memorialize it, but guess what? Somebody's got to pay the price and publish it. Yeah. And make it memorialized. Yeah. It's a weird thing where you're just saying that like you don't want to buy digital, but sometimes digital is the only option before it gets physical. Yeah. Right? You know, which uh, which is not good dating advice. You know, you gotta go digital before you go physical. You know, what, what does that mean? <laughs> how are you saying this? Because I feel like how uh, the way you're saying it is yeah. not a good way. Well, you know, you know, sometimes uh, social media answers. Hooray! Uh, I, I thoroughly escaped from this trap and we're here with social media answers. Um, so I got a couple here. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even Join our Discord. Tufer's on there. It's it's a good time. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, social media answers, and I asked you all on social media: Do you find it important to buy games physically? Uh, and I asked on Instagram, and I got one answer on Instagram. The rest of them are on Discord. So <laughs> we got one answer from Player Way Podcast, who just said yes, 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 and I said. <laughs> Any specific reason. <laughs> and Play Your Way podcast has a couple different reasons. Uh, eight, to be exact. Uh, so he says, uh, physical collections, which also allows for visual enjoyment even after the game is beat, which is what we talked about earlier. Uh, able to lend a game to a friend, vice versa, instead of an entire console. Uh, pre-owned, games, pre-owned physical games are a great way to buy games on a budget. Very true. Ability to trade in physical games for uh, credited cash. Not a good reason. Don't sell your games. Pay it. <laughs> uh, experience, memories, going out to a store and purchasing a new game. Once you buy it, you own it. No worry of a digital storefront to be shut down with the risk of losing your digital game. Number seven being backwards compatibility with yeah. a bunch of exclamation points. And finally, uh don't have to worry about having internet to access the digital store or downloading mm-hmm. a game. There's a lot of good answers there. Uh, Tufer, what do you think about them? Any, any ones that kind of uh, stick out to you? Uh, yeah, I definitely ain't lending any of my games to my buddies. I can say that. Yeah. You, you <laughs> True. Ain't getting them back. If you lend them out, you ain't getting them back. Like I still have a copy the, of, uh, the older retro games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No one's getting those. Yeah. Maybe no. like a 360 game or an Xbox one, you know, but yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with a lot of he's what he said. Uh, 
but backwards compatibility now, what they're doing is you can get it digitally. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. need it physically. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that that goes into especially prices. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, like one for example, Xbox is doing a lot of backwards compatibility, and I, I, it's uh, again, it's going cheaper to buy it mm-hmm. digitally, especially for like a collector's thing, or even going off of this. Uh, try getting try try your best. If we're going to go back to the Switch Online store. Try your best to get an NES version of the very first Zelda game just to oh, play on your NES. Just go ahead. Try that. Yeah. But you can get it digitally backwards compatible, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, or even a less, you know, less expensive. Go on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for mm-hmm. the Xbox. You know, that's, you know, a little bit more, you know, in your price range or you can get it for 10 bucks on the digital store. Yeah. And that goes into backwards compatibility. Um, uh, any other things that go on to your head? Like, um, (laughs) I like how you said lending to your friends, like certain games. Like, do people still do that? Yeah. Tufer, do you still do that? Uh, well, I don't really have any friends to lend my games. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Once you get past the age Uh, of 22. No, I would, I would never do that. I never did that as a kid growing up or nothing. Cause I just cherished it just yeah. way too much to like i just you know kids are kids and mm-hmm. i knew that from when i was a kid that kids are kids and you're gonna it's gonna come back broken although actually that is a lie hmm. i did uh let a friend borrow pokemon yellow oh. and i told him not to erase my save and he gave it back to me a week later and he had started a new save and oh. it was traumatizing dude i still think about it i think i was 10 years old <laughs> and i still oh. think about it <laughs> oh my god uh, and actually, The Legend of Zelda on the NES is surprisingly affordable. Is it? Yeah. I, if you want just like the cartridge, it's probably like 20 bucks. Really? It's not too bad. Yeah. I would have thought it was like way more expensive than that. That's crazy. Uh, something to think about. Anyways, <laughs> um, so another out of the sleeve question for you, Tufer. If you got <laughs> one off the top of your head, in your collection, what would you say is the game that you most personally value? And not, not, the that is most... worth the most, but oh my, there it is, Pokemon Soul Silver version. Yes, this is just like it's the best Pokemon game. Gen two is my absolute favorite, and when Heck they yes. remade that, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Dang. I loved it. That was a simple answer right there. And that's the thing: if you have a game that you value, you mm-hmm. know it. You know off the top of your head. You don't really have to think about it. So I respect that. Yeah. Holy crap. Um. <laughs> Liz, what do you think about these answers right here about what what's the best reasons to um, have games physically? One thing I have to disagree with is the download because oh? I had in college, I had a physical, I had bought a physical disc of Sims. Oh. I think Sims 3, I got it in college. For PC. I, yeah, for, for, my, for my PC. And our school's internet was not strong enough to download it. Mm-hmm. And I had to drive to the church parking lot and take Wi-Fi <laughs> from the church Yeah, <laughs> that we went to. And so I sat in the church parking lot and I downloaded Sims on my laptop mm-hmm. because our school internet wasn't enough to do it. So I did need internet access to download that game even yeah. back in like 2013. Yeah, there's some PC games where they give you kind of a disc, but it's more. Yeah, but I had to download it still on like Origin. Yeah. So I was like, well, this oh. stinks. So I do you have That's to disagree weird. with that point? <laughs> That's EA for you, I guess. <laughs> 
but I've never really gotten into PC gaming, so I don't know a whole bunch of. But the or a whole lot of other yeah, than same. like the games I played when I was little, those are the only PC games I played, and I don't even play those anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's the only thing I remember that you said that I was like, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, but I agree with most of what he yeah, says. Yeah, most of it is on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I I think especially the memories of going to the store, mm-hmm. buying the game, actually picking it up, holding it in your hands. Like um, going to Blockbuster. We just watched the the last Blockbuster documentary on yeah. Netflix, and oh man, I miss it. I miss it. It made so me want to drive out to that Blockbuster. Yeah. and go rent a movie. It's is that in Alaska. Uh, oh, no, that one closed. This one is in Oregon. Bend, Oregon is the yeah. last black bo- uh, oh, blockbuster. Closer. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could drive there. I could do it. Uh, Oregon. So we'll just move to North Dakota and then we'll drive out to Bend, Oregon. It's, hey, it's closer, a lot closer. Closer than Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I also asked you on Discord. Wow. Uh, do you find it important to buy games physical? And at Commander Nikki. Uh, she says, yes, because shelf and box art are pretty and digital <laughs> is weird with ownership of the copy. And she asked if that's short enough because I expected to have a lot of answers for this. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing is that shelf and box art are pretty. They're yeah. good to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more than just a little thumbnail on your little Xbox or your PlayStation. Yeah. It's just nice to look at it. There's mm-hmm. art to it. Um, Tufer, what do you think about that? I completely agree. It's it serves multiple purposes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a form of art. I honestly consider it art. Mm-hmm. And not only can you pick up this piece of art, you can play this piece of art too. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's the thing. It it, it attracts you to it. I mean, we yeah. talked about it with Corey Schmitz about how he designed his uh, graphic art. Yeah. To to it and how it matched up with everything and the mm-hmm. logo really just struck to you so that was really cool what what do you think liz no i completely agree i mean there's a reason why video game youtubers and Mm -hmm. all put games in the backgrounds of their videos yeah like we like we don't have like the shelves or anything Mm -hmm. that like twofer does but in the coffee games we had Mm -hmm. like some random games up there and you know we had our old system with apparently a game in it oh yeah i like Um, that gamecube Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's Liz's GameCube, actually. The one she grew up with. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a different one. Nope, that's the I one. I thought the one in... Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just realized that your water bottle was blocking uh, two for a little bit. Oh, uh, well, so is my microphone. Oh, dang it. Uh, But then we also have an answer from Atfold Supreme, who says, Nope, it's not important to him to buy physical... I understand collectors, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. If I can buy a game and some cash uh, to creators and then play it, I don't need a box or a round disc. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that um, sometimes it's not as important to you. Yeah. So long as you're kind of supporting the developer, you just give the developer some cash and they mm-hmm. get it to you. Uh, it's fine. You know, and uh, he does a lot of um, he does a lot of music work for indie developers. Yeah. So. You know, he's understandably more digital than physical. He, d- yeah. he just wants to get money to the developers, but uh, that's not for him. So, um, Tufer, what do you think about that? Yeah, if he's not into collecting physical stuff, I completely understand it. It takes up space. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cumbersome. Yeah. If you, I think uh, my memory serves me right. He's got kids. Uh, right? Yeah, I think he's kids. got two kids. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'd do if I had a little rug rat running around my house <laughs> grabbing my games, man. I don't know. I think I'd yeah. like to think I could embrace it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it would have to be maybe yeah. like under my supervision type of thing. Yeah, I I totally get that. There's um there's some value behind that, and uh, kiddos like to break things. So do right. dogs. So do dogs. Because yes. Yeah, Floki really enjoyed some of Adam's Tom Cruise DVD boxes. He did specifically my Tom Cruise collection, and well, was... they were on the right. bottom shelf on the floor, and they were easy access. Yeah, how do you treat Tom Cruise like that? Man? I don't know. Come I on, almost dude. well, Floki thought he was delicious. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's... see, like father, like son. He's Wait. at he's at my feet. Okay, he got closer. Yeah, it's a good thing we, I loved him at the time. <laughs> you still love him, I guess. So he's your baby. Uh, then we have a longer answer from Absolute Prodigy, who has to say, as a person who collects physical Pokemon games, yes, 100% yes. Steam is all digital, but when you buy a game from Steam, it isn't that you own the game. You own the license to play the game, keyword there, meaning that if any point in time things can be removed or they can be deemed that you shouldn't have the license to play the game. When companies do this, it's false ownership. Back to Pokemon. I don't want to be in a position where I lose the means to get my games. Like mm-hmm. Sony shutting down PS3, PSP, and Vita servers. I have my hard copies. Or Nintendo pulling a Fire Emblem game that was never released in any form in the US off of the eStore. I forgot about that. Yeah. And Nintendo actually took off a of Fire Emblem just like that. Physical copies prevent this. Digital is the future, but companies have more control over those who over ones who want to get more than before. Wait, Uh, digital is the future, but companies have more control over who gets what and when more than before. Oh, on that last point, digital also means that no one else backed up that digital game for archival. It could also mean that it will never see the light of day ever again. Uh, Yeah, that those are some great points. And uh, yeah, he talks about steam and the licenses the game. And Tufer, you said that you don't really do PC games, but I think it's the same thing with the Xbox and PlayStation stores that you really just own the license for the digital game. Uh, does that ever freak you out at all, or do you not really care most of the time? Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. It just, I can't wrap my head around I'm paying for something, but I can't actually own it when yeah. I can buy it physically and still own it. it yeah. I just don't understand it. But like as far as Game Pass and stuff like that, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. Um and he was saying he collects Pokemon games. And I know you can like emu- get emulators for any Pokemon game that exists, but mm-hmm. it's just not the same, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. holding a Game Boy in your hand and playing a real physical copy. Of exactly. Pokemon, but, mm-hmm. you know, it just doesn't beat that. And that's the thing. I know Absolute Prodigy is a big fan of emulation. And that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, you can technically emulate it. But I like what you said, too, for it's just like or Anthony, whatever your whatever your your surname is <laughs> uh, to for Anthony. But uh, I do like the feeling of just, mm-hmm. you know, actually holding it. And actually, that that's why I can't wait for the Infinity Kickstarter that we talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. I want to play that game on my Game Boy. I want that Game Boy cartridge slot it in because i have a game boy sp so it, it, it still counts we still and, have your game boy uh well the game boy sp yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah okay i know where it is it's right over there um but i can't wait, wait for to, that game too. i can't wait for that to come out i know i keep updating like i keep looking at the website to see when the kickstarter is coming out because i will i will put all the money <laughs> you want in. To fund it? i will fund it 
All the all the money that I've been saving for North Dakota. No. Oh no. no, I can't do that. No, no. five hundred bucks. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> five hundred. Uh, Liz, what do you think? Um, I was changing the camera okay. when you were reading most of his answer. <laughs> Fair. I also don't know what emulation is. Well, that's okay because we'll move on to uh an an ex <laughs> guest of the show. He's not I think welcome. He's an ex guest. He's a previous guest. No, he's not welcome on the show anymore. It's Game Sim. Because his name is Simp. We can't have that. No, I'm just kidding. Game Simp, if you're watching, we love you. Um, after the Wii, uh, this is what Game Sim said, by the way. Uh, after the Wii, PS Vita, PSP, and PS3 online stores have all fallen. I will be buying almost 100% physical games in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm already a proponent of physical media, but I do buy some digital versions of multiplayer titles like Call of Duty and Smash Brothers. Now, unless a game is cheaper digitally, I'm going to be buying physical copies. Yeah. And I like that. Um, I like it for two reasons. One, because uh, it's Game Simp and he's mm -hmm. a treasure. Not as much of a treasure as uh, Twofer is, but, you know, still. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but I like how he says that he will be buying mostly 100%, but not like your multiplayer games, not the ones that kind of your Call of Duties that come out every year or Smash Brothers, which I disagree with. But uh, yeah. I, I do agree. Like what you were saying before, you don't really have NBA 2K games. Mm -hmm. You like NBA 2K, but you're not going to buy a, a physical copy every single mm -hmm. year. Um, Tufer, what do you think about uh, Game Sims answer? Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a future where you can only buy digital games. I know uh -huh. like mm -hmm. we're straying further away from physical media and that's just, you know, the way it is. And we got to kind of accept it. Mm -hmm. uh, but fortunately, there are still companies like limited run games and super rare that will probably end up releasing, you know, certain titles. Mm -hmm. and I've been, I'm mm -hmm. sure like maybe collector's editions, although I haven't bought a collector's edition this whole gen. But last time I bought one came with everything but the game and it had a digital code my oh, was that? one actually that was yeah and it was just a digital code no actual game yeah it just wow. it drove me nuts that, me that nuts. happened a couple so times weird. i remember i think it was mass effect andromeda that did that i might be remembering wrong no 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 mass effect andromeda did have one that actually came with like a, a mako like a like a mm -hmm. like a whole statue everything except for the game yeah. It's just like, <laughs> and it happened a couple times. It's just like, what is wrong? Yeah. We just recorded, me and Adnan just recorded Strange Cast 2, like the mm -hmm. ep episode two of Strange Cast. And we were discussing that the ultimate edition of True Colors, digital only. Makes no sense. It makes zero sense of why they did that. I held out a collector's. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. a collector's ultimate edition. When historically Life is Strange games have always come out with physical special editions yeah. with the soundtrack, art books, history, mm -hmm. the game itself. And yet this one, True Colors, eh, nah. nope. Uh, we did speculate it might come out later, but it's just so weird that Tufer, you're right, though. Like the, the digital age is coming. Yeah. We're going to have to accept it. But, you know, coming forward into time, I... I kind of want to buy games that I really value physically. Yeah. You know, and I know it's kind of like the other reason, like we talked about it before is game pass. It's just like, I go into stores and I'm like, ah, I want to buy that game, but it's on game pass. So I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one of those things that I'm like, 
after after all this shut down, I'm like, but I want that. Yeah. I want that feeling. I want to hold the box. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to shift my value into I love video games and I want to hold them in my little yeah. in my little fingies. Uh <laughs> what do you think about games in Samser, by the way? Um I more of have a comment like your like from yeah. what you said about it. My fingies? Not not about your fingers. Oh, okay. My fingies. <laughs> no. Not my fingers. Fingies. No. Fingies. Thank you, Tufer. Anthony. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, now I've lost my train of thought. Okay. Well, just think <laughs> about my fingies for a little bit, and no. then you'll get back to it. So, yeah. So, holding it, like, physically in your hands and everything going digitally and everything, I still think we're a ways away from that mm-hmm. because movies came before video games. And they're still mm-hmm. releasing physical copies of movies, despite the blow up of being able to stream Fair. almost anything. And in fact, they're getting a, and like if, way yeah. better than the 4K Ultra. Yeah. Like they're improving their physicals. So I think as long as we can still buy physical copies of movies, mm-hmm. we're still okay and we'll still be able to buy physical copies of games. It's when okay. they stop doing it in all with movies. Yeah. That's when you'll probably see video games follow its lead. But I think we're still a ways away from video games only being released digitally. That's a fair point. Yeah. I can agree. And in, in that sense, you play the video game digitally. If you really love it, you buy it physically, just like we do with movies. Yeah, exactly. Bam. Problem solved. That's You're a- welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I think in terms of like we're we're moving pretty soon. Like I don't want to accumulate more exactly. things physically, but at the same time, I we're always in our uh, just press play. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Um, which I reached out to him to be on an episode, and he never answered back. So I was very upset, and I will never shop there again. Lies. Yeah, I, sure, I won't shop there either. What was it? <laughs> just, <laughs> just press play in Lancaster right. County. Never shop there. No, always shop there. Never mind. Ah, come on the show. Um, they also sell movies and and records. And I was just gonna say and records. Yeah, but uh, if you're wanting to buy physical games, you better to do it sooner than later because the prices oh, yeah. fluctuate all the oh, time. Oh yeah, and, like, that's skyrocket. Like I, I definitely want to go in there now and just be like, that's a game I played, but I kind of want it physically. You yeah. know, if I see a good copy of a game, I might just say like, you know what? While I'm here and there's a good retro store around, I might, mm-hmm. I might just jump in and just be like, I just want to buy this game specifically because it's physical. Yeah. If I can give you an example, that Soul Silver game right yeah. now, it's I got it for forty bucks in 2010. <laughs> Now Whoa. it's selling online for like four to five hundred dollars. Oh goodness. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's crazy. That's the thing, man. I I gotta get I gotta jump on the wagon, man. But uh, not too much. Not too much. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, go ahead first. Yeah, Let's head go. first. You know how I be. I'm sorry, who packs for moves? So last uh social media answer <laughs> is coming from one up tempo, who is Andrew Orsi. Wow. Uh, and he says, yep, absolutely. Echoing a lot of what GameSim had to say. With the online stores going down, me loving to go back and play old games, I want to be able to do so. And there's also just this lovely feeling of having the box for a game in your hands. And I'd like to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And he also said, hold on to that in my little fingies. That's what no, he said. He did not say that. <laughs> sure he did. Little, Look, oh. you're little not reading. Little no, fingies. That's not what he said. <laughs> 
You're well, misquoting someone. Little fingy gang. Little fingy games. <laughs> that's not what he said, though. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with Andrew Orsi that yeah. we we really want games that you can hold physically and build up a collection. Mm-hmm. I I very much admire your collection and your uh in your videos. Your your couple videos that you should have more videos. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I do I do appreciate that that the look of a good collection. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of want to jump into a closing thought here, right? Uh, when we're talking about decluttering, when we're talking about minimizing, the, the last couple points I want to make here, uh, what, and we talked about this a little bit, but let's, let's reiterate on our personal level here. Uh, which games do you get physically? Tufer, I liked your answer, and you can reiterate. I'll give it to you. But you also said that, like, they're games that you played, they're games that you wanted, the games that you value, how do you determine that? Like, how do you determine the game that you played, but now you want physically? What do you think? Uh, well, typically, I do just end up buying it physically off mm-hmm. the get-go. Uh, very rarely, if I buy it digitally first, I'll buy it physically, unless it's like a mm-hmm. like a limited-run indie game or something oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But back when I was a kid buying NES games, it was all about the box art and mm-hmm. any kind of box art that attracted me to it you know i had to get it so oh yeah there's a lot of different reasons you know uh that's probably the main one just anything that draws my attention Mm. right off the bat i feel that Mm -hmm. liz what do you think when we're talking about minimizing and only holding on to things that you truly value and it doesn't have to be a a number right like Mm -hmm. oh you can only have 10 games in your library yeah for you personally, what do you think? What What do you think are the games that you would get physically? Um, for me personally, at this point, I think I would only buy retro games physically. Okay. Like, because for me, I it's just I just want to be able to play them. So mm-hmm. if I can play a game digitally, I'll play it. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. They could shut it down, and I wouldn't have it anymore. Pro- so probably Life is Strange. Yeah, Life Strange Sims, and mm-hmm. then any of the retro games. Yeah, any that of the are old consoles already. Yeah, like the ultimate editions of Life is Strange. Not even ultimate editions. Just the physical copies of Life just is ha- Strange. Just so I just mostly just games that I want to be able to play in the future. Yeah, fair enough. I might not be able to if I only have it on digital. Yeah, true, true. I think yeah, the games that I would own physically were the games that I had the most memories with. And just like things that I can just look at the box art and just picture, you know, I had a good time with this because of example A, example B, example C, uh, including my current hunts for Jet Set Radio Future for the <laughs> Xbox. That yeah, I I very much enjoy going on this little hunt, and um, I hope you know someday I find it in just some obscure place. Like I even went to like a the back re- corner of a thrift store. Yeah, in the corner of a thrift store, and I and I want to have that physical copy. Of an obscure, obscure place. So I have a memory as a child, but I also mm-hmm. have the memory of finding it in just like this weird spot. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I found this t- like next to a homeless person's feet. <laughs> I just oh, took it. Adam, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just I took it. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> That's probably the most obscure taking, place you'd I'm find anything. It's just one. It's just the only game I own physically. And it's like, where'd you get this? Well, no, I'll tell you. You lost your microphone privileges. Stole it from some poor homeless guy. He thought I was gonna give him a, t- a dollar, but I reached out and grabbed his jet set radio game and ran away. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just the hunts, and I want games that I can look at and I can. Not only look at the boxer and make it look pretty, but even if it doesn't have prettiness, mm-hmm. I want to look at it and just snap think in about the, it. Think yeah. about memories that I have with it and just instantly be like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember taking off that whole person's feet. But like for that example, though, like I remember growing up like this whole time when we were talking about like the N64 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Every time I think about my N64, pretty much any game that I have for it, I remember my cousin he was out. He was at my house a lot, and we would be playing video games. And this little brat would just come up and hit the reset button. Yeah, like every time, all the time, every single time. He was like five years old. We were like, "Don't touch that." We're in the mm-hmm. middle of the game, and he went boop. Mm-hmm. And that's all I think about when I think and about my N64. That's where we have the N64 right there. It's never going away. Nope. Is that it, the same one? Same yep, one. Same one. That is the one I had <laughs> growing up. Mm-hmm. And that's uh honestly that's why we're going back to uh oh we announced it on. Uh, what's the biz? And now we're announcing again on this, but the <laughs> evolve videos are going to go back to the coffee game set just yeah. because, you know, there's Liz's GameCube. There's the N64. There's some games that we value over mm-hmm. there. My old 360. Yeah. And it's just like, man. yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, it doesn't work anymore. That's uh, why it's a display now. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I fixed that game up. Like, so it's a 2006 model and 2006 models mm-hmm. are, very prone to just not last. You fixed it up a lot when you still used it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it lasted 13 years. Yeah, you had a while. Yeah. And it wow. just, I kept fixing it. I kept uh, going into it. I, I changed a lot from it. I Frankenstein that thing and mm-hmm. it kicked the bucket. I was just yeah. like, luckily but, we already had a new console. I mean, yeah. you're lucky it lasted 13 years. That's crazy. Yeah, I went I mean, through like seven 360s. That's insane. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I got in 2006. Yeah, it lasted 12, 13 years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still used it, but uh, it's a, it kept kicking, but, you know, it kicked the bucket. Yeah. But it's still up there. It's displayed. So I want I wanted to display my physical things, you know, yeah. uh, which brings us to our closing thoughts, I think. Uh, so me and Liz will share our closing thoughts uh, on this whole subject. And then, Tufer, I want you to have the last words on the show. Uh, so... Liz, why don't you go first? What are your closing thoughts in terms of should we only buy physical games? What are your thoughts on on closing? As a minimalist, yeah, I say buy physical copies of the games you really enjoy. Yes. If it's a game that you want to be able to play in the future, get a physical copy of it if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just something, if you're just interested, don't just buy it because mm-hmm. you want to play it. If you can get it digital, play digital first. Yeah. And then if you really love it, then it's worth spending the same amount mm-hmm. to buy it physical. Yeah, you have to buy it twice, basically. Yeah. Unless you have Game Pass or something like that, mm-hmm. or you rent it or something like that. But only buy it if you really love it and you might want to play it in the future. I if agree. it's just something that you're like, oh, let me see what that is or something like that. If you're just curious about it, play it digital first. Oh, yeah, I agree. I very much agree. I would also say my closing thoughts are uh, when buying a game physical or digital, right? Uh, like what you were kind of saying about finding games that you love, mm-hmm. it sh- you shouldn't be buying a game 
out of guilt yeah because they're like oh but game preservation oh the game's history mm -hmm. and you're buying the game physically only because of guilt that you're not preserving game mm -hmm. history it should really go down to your personal mm -hmm. love for video games that yeah. fits into your uh collection yeah. for you personally mm -hmm. games are a thing about love and passion and memories and joking with your friends and you know people's feet and all that uh but really it should always come down to your love for the game mm -hmm. not the guilt that you're gonna have for not buying the game physically yeah. uh twofer what are your closing thoughts as we end the show should you never buy digital no uh, no you buy you can buy whatever you want i'm not gonna judge you you know one way mm -hmm. or another mm -hmm. and as far as like what kind of physical games that you should buy it should just absolutely be something like if you played it as a kid and you never owned it but you want to buy it now if it's mm. going to spark a memory it's going to spark some kind of you know nostalgic happy thought you should absolutely get mm -hmm. that because anytime you look at that game it's going to be nirvana you're just going to bring you back to your childhood bring you back to that specific moment like whenever i see tony hawk pro skater 2 hey, <laughs> i always think of a moment i was playing with my sister mm. and i was i was beating her in skate <laughs> and uh nice she was making fun of my friend while we were playing it. And I said, you stop making fun of him or I'm never going to let you play my Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 game again. And she, <laughs> and that's just a memory I'll never forget. As long as I have Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 in my collection. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that more than I can even explain. Mm -hmm. That is the most perfect closing thought I've ever. I'm not even just saying that. That's probably a really good closing yeah. thought right there, man. It's a good way to end it. So <laughs> let's just end the show there. But before we do, we got to give out the red carpet for Anthony Tufer. Here it is. Red carpet time. Uh, Tufer, where can we find you? When's your next YouTube video? Uh, get in the clapping. <laughs> uh, where can we find you? How can we follow you? Uh, your, your YouTube channel. A everything, anything you want us to follow. Go. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm more here as a fan of your show. I absolutely love your podcast and I love interacting with it. And I love everything you got, especially the community. It's a very uh, accepting community. And I appreciate that because there's like not very many communities like that, honestly. I know. Um, so, I mean, I have an Instagram, but it's not like, not like, you know, it's not personal, but it's also not something that I'm trying to make a living off. I just post Mm -hmm. If you like emo, screamo, music, that kind of thing, I'm always posting music, memes, and mm -hmm. uh, my personal CD collection. And I'll post games that I have occasionally. And I do have a YouTube channel that I started, but I only have like three videos. Of, I kind of gave up on that. Uh, if you yeah. want to check out my YouTube, it's Twofer on YouTube. And my Instagram is Twofer the Emo Gamer, if you're interested. And I will put links to that in the description down below. I definitely think you should be following him because he's more of a social media man than I am. Uh, and I like <laughs> you, you actually post like what, uh, what's a better album, this album or it, this album. You got post discussions. You have an old man dancing to emo music. You got, you got a lot of different things going for you. Uh, you're a meme Lord on the discord. So join the discord. Toofer's mm -hmm. on there. He's got the best memes on the discord. So mm -hmm. go check that out. But yeah, definitely follow twofer on all those platforms so yeah anthony thanks again man thanks for coming on the show thank you thank you liz yeah oh 
anytime. Someone talks to me. <laughs> Someone does talk to you. Yeah. Woohoo. I'm a super fan. I love you guys. <laughs> I mean, it's an honor, man. Like I said, I like having people on the show just to discuss things, just to have fun with video games. Video games just bring people together, man. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll end the show here. And uh, as we said in the beginning, uh, no show next week. Yeah. Me and Liz are going to be sleeping, sleeping. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're on point today. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be entering a lot more in the Discord, even though I'm on break. Uh, now it gives me more time to actually. It gives you more brain space. It's like, oh, yeah, Discord. Going to be, you know, discussing more on there. So yeah. uh, go check that out on the Discord. I'll be on there a lot more often. But with all that said and done, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? Pretty much. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, but be sure to follow us on uh, social media: Twitter at Gaming Groceries, Instagram, Instagram Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, Facebook, I guess. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, check us out on Discord. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't, so you know when all these come out. And check out our new video on Evolt. It's about Skate oh. Four. It's so. Okay, it's all right. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I cannot wait to watch oh, it. How dare you? <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, we're um, we definitely like the way this one turned yeah, out. We yeah. definitely are excited for it. So, until next time, check out that video. Uh, check out Twofer, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.